Hey, everybody. Welcome to the World Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that this message blesses you, inspires you, and more than anything, helps you grow in your relationship with Jesus. For more information and resources, please visit us at worldharvestusa.com. Let's, uh, let's pray. I need to shift gears somehow. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> Whew, aren't you glad that, that you can feel the presence of God? You come into worship and, and there's that heavy, beautiful flow of the Spirit. Man, that's priceless. The word that the Lord was showing me over and over and over, we'll get to the prayer in a second here. <laughs> but the, it, was, it was like the Lord was speaking to me, but it was like a, a dialogue. It was, it was not just a word, but he was trying to explain something to me about the importance of being authentic. We've been blessed to have traveled to a, a number of nations, and uh, I've seen what poor communities, when they're desperate for God, and they just put themselves out there. When they pray, they're actually praying to contact God. So God would invade their situation, and God would provide food for that day. Or God would keep their child alive through the night. And this, this sense of this authentic connecting to God. It's not about trying to grow a church. It's not about trying to grow, a, a, you know, to sell books or to, to, to market. But it's authentic people connecting to an authentic God. And in the midst of that, when, when churches become real and authentic with God, God comes back in the building. Amen? Amen. Authentic. Say authentic. authentic. That's what we want. God wants to invade our cell groups just like He did this morning. Amen? Sometimes we have to make an adjustment. We're busy. People are parenting. They're working hard. They're doing all these things. But God wants to invade your life so he can invade the cell group. Amen? A lot of what happens in here is due to the, the elders, the, the cell leaders, the leaders in the church, the staff. It's, it's their authentic walk with God that becomes a funnel that the presence of God can pour into the church. It's true. How many are potential cell leaders or cell leaders or run a ministry in the church? Go ahead and raise your hand. Look at that. Just do me a favor. Let's bless them. Father, let's just, Lord, we pray that you just touch them. Let them become a funnel, Lord. Let them become a funnel of your presence, Lord. That, Lord, because of their authentic walk with you, that their cell groups, their ministries that they run out of here, whatever it is, Father, 
uh, that, that you would pour through them into their responsibility, into their groups or whatever, Father. In the name of Jesus. How many can say amen? Amen. 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 Whew. God is good. Um, I've been on this theme of prayer, and God is really wanting us to get a hold of this thing of prayer. I don't even like to call it prayer because it, it, it becomes like a token word. And uh, t- uh, prayer is more of the, the science or the pursuit of God. Amen? And there's ways to, biblical ways to have an understanding, or there, there are biblical ways of prayer that work, and there's things that don't work. And we want to study out the ones that actually work, the ways that work. There's a number of types of prayer. We'll get into that. I want to start out with my scripture that I've been using. There's actually two of them for the last few weeks. Um, I, I don't know if you guys were here. We talked about prayer a bit last week, and we talked about Jonah. You guys remember that? <laughs> that was fun. The fish god. Isn't that funny? They're worshiping uh, Dagon, and God uses the... It, Dagon in Hebrew means fish god. And isn't it interesting to use this huge, scary, big fish that pukes out a prophet and, uh, you know... People are like, I thought that was our God, but the real God of gods just sent a man out of a fish. And uh, he knows how he's, he knows how to work things. James 5.16, it says, Therefore, confess your sins to one another, your false steps, this is the amplified, your offenses. It says, there, let me start over. Therefore, confess your sins to one another, your false steps, your offenses, and pray for one another, that you might be what? Healed. And in the Amplified, it says healed and restored. I like when Jesus uh, touched people, even a leper. Uh, The wording many times means that he healed the person, but he actually made them whole. And God here, he wants to forgive people. He wants to heal them but he also wants to make them whole. Say whole. The heartfelt and persistent prayer of a righteous man, a believer, can accomplish much, but put into action and made effective by God, it is dynamic and can have tremendous power. Shandai. Say tremendous power. See, where there's no prayer, there's no power. Where there's no prayer, there's no power. Let me try this again. Where there's no prayer, there's no power. Oh, this group has got it again. This is like the alive group over here. Let's try some other section here. Where there is no prayer, there is power. That's pretty good. Not as good as this group, but that was pretty good. But it says here in the the Greek, it says that it is tremendously powerful. So what is it that they understood 
at that time that we don't today. When they looked at prayer and, uh, and in the book of James, he's saying that prayer is so tremendously powerful that it can shape your career, it can shape your family, it can shape your finances, it can bring deliverance to people, it can bring revival into a dead church, it can take a family that's falling apart and everything is going awry. And when the dad discovers how to have prayer, but tremendous power in his prayer, everything changes. I think if Clint Eastwood did a commercial on prayer, more guys would do it. You know, he faces the devil that's attacking his family and Pulls up his gun and he says, was that five or was that six? <laughs> when we get a revelation of prayer, you look at the, the, the river in the um, Grand Canyon. What's the name of the river that goes through there? Colorado. The Colorado River. For years, it cut a path through that canyon. And it's amazing. Anyone ever been there? A group that prays like this, if we can get a revelation of the power of prayer, you can cut through society. There are people that band that came together and they prayed because they had corrupt mayors or they had corrupt people in office. And they began to pray and fast and pray and fast and pray and fast until God came in and uh, either that person got saved or God actually removed them. But a passive church brings passivity into the community. Who's in charge? The world or the church? But when the church doesn't take its role, then it doesn't matter that it's even there. We need to get out of the land of passivity again and take our rightful place and understand the power of prayer. I don't have time to pray. Then you don't understand the value of prayer. I'm too tired to pray. Then you don't understand the value of prayer. Somebody's sick, well, I don't really have time to go because I don't know if it'll really matter anyways. Then you don't understand the power of effectual prayer. In the revelation, in the revelation of prayer actually produces the power of prayer. In the revelation of prayer, it actually produces the power of prayer. I'll let you guys chew on that a little bit. In other words, if you have no faith for an outcome, you're probably not going to get much. We need to have a revelation of the effect and the power of prayer. Just say amen. amen. I don't have much time here. So I want to stir you a little bit. 
I have to do a couple things for sure. And then I felt like the Lord said, you're on, you're, you're on your own after that. So, <laughs> James 5.16, therefore confess your sins to one another, your false steps and your offenses. You know that one of the, the greatest hindrances to prayer and the effectiveness of prayer is right here in the first line of this scripture. It is. What is that, Pastor Bob? I'm so glad you asked. Should have a puppet. <laughs> I'll use my sock. I don't know. It says, therefore, confess your sins to one another, your false step, steps and your offenses. The number one hindrance, I was listening to Derek Prince, a teaching on, on prayer uh, from him. He has, man, prayer and fasting, prayer. What is the other ones he's done? Uh, what is it? Yeah, that deliverance, all kinds of just powerful messages. But I remember he was teaching one time on, on prayer, and he said that about, well, I don't remember the percentage he said, but he said one of the highest issues, resistance issues in prayer is condemnation and offense. So that's why James starts out here. He says, therefore, confess your sins to one another, your false steps, your offenses. He says, you need to get that stuff out of your heart so your heart's not darkened. Paul said, don't let your heart be darkened. Now, thank God for grace. Say, thank God for grace. But if we don't, number one, if we don't understand who we are in Christ, you can walk in condemnation. That'll, that'll hinder your prayers. And the other thing is, if you're in open sin type of an attitude, then couple with someone, work with someone on that, a cell leader, a pastor, get that stuff out of your life so Satan can't use it as a lever in your life to bring condemnation in your life. The Bible says there is therefore no condemnation. So deal with it, amen? And then the other thing it says here is your offenses. Get the offenses out. Don't, the Bible says, don't give Satan a foothold. Don't give Satan room in your life to attack you. Some people are like, well, you know, I'm saved. Satan can't touch me anymore. Can't, what, what Bible are you reading? <laughs> there can be an attack, but there's also an open door for an attack. And it says here, confess your sins, your false steps, your offenses, forgive each other. Amen? I love the fact that Jesus didn't carry any bitterness. He had no offenses towards anyone. He lived an offense-free life. And Jesus understood prayer more than anyone. And He walked in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? And when He prayed, things actually happened. The proper, okay, Jesus was our template. Jesus is perfect theology, amen? His life, when you study that, He was the Son of God, He was God in the flesh, but He was also our template for the Spirit-filled life. 
He said, greater things than this will you do. Go and do likewise. Amen? He wants you to be Christ-like, including power. Just saying. But Jesus understood prayer. When we pray, we should model that. That when we pray, the Father hears us. My prayer time isn't just an activity, uh, another Christian activity that I need to punch a time clock, but when I pray, it actually shakes heaven and moves mountains. Someone says, man, I need a job. I don't know what to do. And you're like, well, I'll pray for you, brother. And then you go and, you know, get a Wendy's and a Slurpee or something. No, I remember a guy came over one time. He said, uh, he said that um, he said he lost his job, didn't know what to do. And uh, he came pulling up to our house, parked his car. I knew him from a friend, a lady friend of ours was dating him. Pulls his car up. I was in the garage working. And he come up. He said, I don't know what to do. He's a Christian guy, kind of. He comes up and he says, hey, Brother Bob. He said, uh, I don't know what to do. I lost my job. Um, I, I don't know what to do. And he really was rattled. What a beautiful opportunity to display the glory of God. But if we think we're powerless, we're not going to venture in these areas. But if you think that you have faith, and when you pray in faith that God actually moves <laughs> and answers prayer, you're going to look at it as an opportunity. So I let him kind of pour out his heart, and he did some dumb things. And, and, uh, but ultimately, there were cutbacks. And that's why he lost his job. It was a good job. But if he probably would have been performing at a little higher level, and we talked about that too. When I said, a couple things, I feel like you need to get your life right with God. He said, yeah, I do. And I said, we're going to pray for that. And I said, I'm going to pray, and uh, God's going to give you a job. And I think I told him, I think somebody's going to contact you. And so I took him by the hand and walked him through that. And I mean, we prayed with faith. We believed that God is good. And we believed that God was going to give him a job. Amen? Well, he called me about a week later and he said, I can't believe it. He said, I, I couldn't get a job anywhere, not in my field. And uh, he said, it's, it's incredible. He said, something opened up and it fit me perfectly. And I'm making more. I think he said, I'm making more than I was before. And guess what he did? He gave great glory to God. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. I want you to start to see yourself like Jesus. Yeah, I know, we're not Jesus. That's not what I'm saying. Skeptics! Anyways. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But we need to pattern ourselves after Jesus. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. And Paul had tremendous prayer, uh, power when he prayed. He had tremendous power when he prayed. You guys with me? When you pray, don't ever think that you carry 
no power in your prayer. Don't, don't allow that in your mind. That is of the devil. That's of the world. That's of the flesh. It doesn't say that in the Bible. It says, here's Daniel. Daniel's going through a struggle. Remember in the Old Testament, he's a prophet. Throws himself out on the bed three times a day. He's out there. He's praying. He's seeking God. Now, we're talking about praying once a day. He's prayed fervently three times a day, every day of his life. That's what he did. And the Bible says that he came into that time and he needed a breakthrough. And he prayed and nothing happened. And he prayed and nothing happened. He prayed and nothing happened. He was fasting. And, then, uh, and it didn't seem like anything was happening. But the Bible says that God heard his prayer the very first day that he prayed. But it said that there was, I'll give you the, the quick version, there was a demonic resistance in the heavenlies that warred against him, and finally God had to send Michael to break through that thing, and his answer came. You see, we have such a secular worldview of prayer. We have such a carnal view of prayer. We believe that prayer is a slot machine. I might get lucky this time. Or prayer is a guarantee if it's in the will of God. It's a guarantee because the Bible says if I come to Him in faith and I come to Him and believe and it's in the will of God, then I will have my answer. You know that the girl that was sick for all those years, pushed herself through the crowd, and she said, if I could touch the hem of His garment. You know, she never asked for that healing. She took it. That is the picture of prayer and faith. I'm going to take it. And when you know the Bible, you know the will of God. Is it good for a man to work? Then he's going to answer that prayer. So pray it boldly. This guy, another guy came and he said, I need, a, I need a job. And we had a good meeting and people, I think, were, you know, on the floor. <laughs> people getting delivered. And this guy come up afterwards and he said, Pastor Bob, brand new to the church. He goes, man, I was here. This is wild, you know. And, but, uh, you know, I need to talk to a pastor. I don't have a job. And, and uh, I said, well, I said, do you want a job? That's always a good question. It's like one, you know, there was these guys fishing in a ship, and they were all, you know, wounded and disabled and things. And, and uh, all of a sudden, Jesus appears in this big old boat. And uh, they go, it's Jesus, the healer. And he runs up and he says, what do you want? The first guy, the guy says, I broke my arm. He prayed for him. He's healed. He's rejoicing. He runs up to the second guy. He says, what can I do for you? He says, I'm, I'm half deaf and half blind. He prayed for him. He's healed. He's rejoicing. And he goes to pray for the next guy. And the guy runs away from him. And Jesus kind of walks after him. And he goes to pray for him again, and he runs away from him. And he says, do you want prayer? He says, I do. Do you believe I can heal you? I do. 
He said, what's the problem? He said, it's in it's the middle of summer. And if you heal me, I have to go back to work. Not everybody thank God for disability in this country. Isn't it a good country? We need to thank God for things like that because some people can't. Amen? I'm just being silly on the story, but no, I thank God for those things. I thank God for retirement in this country. I've been in countries that don't have that. And it's either the family that take care of the, the wounded or the elderly or no one. And that's, that's terrible. So let's thank God for that. Thank you, God, for unemployment, for, you know, disability, all those things. We need to be thankful. So this guy comes up and he says, uh, uh, he says, I need a job. And I said, do you want a job? And he says, yeah, I do. And I said, I'm going to pray for you and God's going to give you a job. So I did. I prayed for him in the name of Jesus. And he goes, well, thank you, Pastor. See, there's no faith in that. Thank you, Pastor. No faith in my prayer. I walked away, and the Lord said, "Oh wow, lots of prayer or lots of faith in that prayer." I said, "What?" And then it dawned on me. I thought, oh. so I went back. I said, "Can I pray for you again?" And uh, so I went up to him and I prayed for him. I said, "Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray right now." And I know with all my heart you want him to work. So I pray in the name of Jesus that he's going to have a job by the end of the month. And I walked away, and the Lord said, wow, big man. I said, I went back again. This is no lie. I said, I'm so sorry. See? It starts getting real. I looked at him, and I said, we're going to pray this again. I said, because God loves you, and he's going to give you a... Uh, job, but he also wants to heal your faith. And I said, um, I'm going to pray for you, and the presence of God is going to come, and he's going to open up a way, and he's going to give you an excellent job. And he's kind of laughing now because this is the third time. And uh, I said, and I think if I remember right, it was one week. I felt that in my spirit. The Lord said, You'd be adventurous and say one week, and you do it in faith. See what I do. And I grabbed a hold of him, and I just started declaring in the name of Jesus, that he'd have that job. And I just began to thank God in faith. And he got a hold of me that next week, and he had an excellent job within a week. Amen. <laughs> Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you might be healed and restored. The heartfelt, persistent prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. It is effective and powerful. It is effective by God. And it is dynamic and has tremendous power. Say tremendous power. Tremendous power. All right. One last thing I'm going to do. I know it's late, but um, can I have just one more minute? Yes. Just raise your hand if I can have a minute. Look at that. That's about 45, 50, 100, 100 minutes. All right. That's right. I want to give you just one last thing, because this is what the Lord put on my heart real strong in the midst of this. Um, And we're going to get into this a little bit more. Um, there's, there are different types of prayer. There's actually eight types of prayer. That, 
eight main types of prayer. There's a number of different types. And there is the prayer of thanksgiving and worship. Prayer of supplication, that means asking for things. There's nothing wrong with that. God wants us to do that. He's a good dad and He wants to take care of us. Amen? He'll let you do it on your own, but going to Him is better. Prayer of faith. Say prayer of faith. faith. We need to learn the prayer of faith. When people don't understand the prayer of faith, they start toning things down, making up excuses for God. It's really just a, a faithless bunch of faithless people. Because when Jesus prayed, things happened. When the apostles prayed, things happened. When the early Christians prayed, things happened. Amen? And God wants to give us a revelation of faith again. So when we pray, we become a power source for the community. Someone needs a breakthrough, they call you. The prayer of intercession, the prayer of warfare, or a warfare-type prayer. Corporate prayer, prayer of consecration, and praying in the Holy Spirit. Those are eight main types of prayer in the Bible. And we need to, get, we need to become good at all of them. Amen? We need to understand the weapons of our warfare. We need to understand the tools that God gave us because He loves us. And He says, I want to give you a good tools for breakthrough in your community, tools for breakthrough in your family, tools for breakthrough in your own life. And, and it, it initially, it's called prayer. Amen? Even though there's different types of prayer. Last thing is this, is that I want to give this scripture, and I felt this really, really strong a number of times, and, and I'm going to get, this, get into this more the next time I preach. This is Luke 22, and I promise we'll close at this, but it's very important. Luke 22, 31 and 32. This is where... Uh, Jesus looked at Simon, remember Peter? Now, this, this is somebody needs this. Some people need this. He looks at Peter and he says, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat. But I prayed for you, say prayed, prayed. Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. Sometimes in life, it's not just life that's against you. You can come into, Shar and I have had seasons of attack. We've had people do foul things to us. And in the midst of that, I start to hate that person. And the Lord will whisper and say, it's not the person. It's an invisible enemy. And here, Jesus perceives that that Peter and the other disciples were going to go through an ugly season, and the remedy for that ugly season, remember, Jesus is going to be crucified, Peter denies Jesus, Uh, others run in terror, they're scared. Jesus died, that would be tremendously terrible. But what came with that in some of their lives was a onslaught of the devil to shut them down too. Does that make sense? And this was demonic warfare. And sometimes our families go through things and we go through things personally. We go through things in our marriage and we're frustrated 
uh, because we can't seem to have breakthrough, we try everything in the natural and it's not working because the, the, the very force behind that this time is not natural, but it's supernatural. And Jesus said the answer to that type of attack is prayer. You guys okay? Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. All this COVID stuff and all this political nonsense, all these things that people, you know, people twist things for power. I don't care what team you're on. They all do it to some degree. But the answer to some of these issues in life is not just logic. It's not just science. It's actually an enemy that God has given the church a revelation to see and understand. And that kingdoms are changed. Schools are changed. Communities are changed. Not just through science and logic and goodwill, but through prayer. Jesus said this, He said, but I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith might not fail. And he said, when you get done with this test, then strengthen your brothers. We're going to break through this thing and we're going to come back on top and then we're going to strengthen the others. Amen. If you're going through a family crisis, and you just don't understand why this thing won't end. I want you to have the eyes Go look through the eyes of Jesus and say, that's why this is supernatural. This doesn't make sense. And we're going to pray through, we're going to fast through, I'm going to get with other people, and we're going to conquer this thing. And when it's done, we're going to strengthen the brothers. Sometimes our cell groups don't grow. And it's not lack of skill, it's, it's supernatural. And we got to break through that thing. Amen? Well, let's stand up. You guys have been here a while. I feel like I need to do something, but I need to dismiss at the same time. I'd like the ministry team to come up here. So I think we'll do it that way. The Bible says that Satan has desired to sift the disciples, as wheat. Wheat has to be dislodged. It has to be gathered. It's it's, Sometimes it's torn from its natural place and it's brought in. Then it's it's bundled and it's pounded usually in the the Bible times with a large wooden hammer until the, the the kernels would begin to come off. And then they would have to pound those little... Uh, what do you call that? The wheat, kernels, grain, whatever. They would pound until it broke. So when Jesus used that terminology, He was saying that the, the, the next few days in their life was going to be hard. And He wanted them to understand it, but He wanted them to understand that they were going to come through it. Amen? And, and that their job would be to strengthen others. And I feel like there's so many here that walk in breakthrough. 
you're walking in a good season, you're understanding that God is a God of breakthrough, but I felt like there was a few people that say, I've been in a, a time of warfare, I've been my family or something, and we need to have a breakthrough. I really feel like the Lord is saying, if that's you, we're going to dismiss in prayer, but if that's you, that you can have some freedom today. Amen? Yes. Say, there's power in prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, give me a revelation of the power of prayer. Lord Jesus, give me a revelation of the power of prayer. In Jesus' name. All right, Father, we just pray you bless the people. I pray that you just go with them. Oh, God, build them up. Build them up. Build them up. Build them up, Lord God. Each one of them, Lord, are like a keg of dynamite, Lord. Lord, that you're calling them to effectively change our areas, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, God. We're more than conquerors for in Christ. Jesus' name. Love you guys. Bless you. If you need prayer, come up. Have an awesome day. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. Be sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any new messages. To learn more or to get connected with us, please visit us at worldharvestusa.com. God bless you all, and we'll see you next time.